Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Well, good Good morning, everyone. This is Pam Marvin. I'm the host for the day of Red Sea Roundup. I'm excited to be here. It's a beautiful day. I know it's been a hot one here in Texas, but you know what? This is the last of it, folks. Oh, in Jesus' name, it's going to be going away. We're going to have that cool fall weather coming in. It's going to be wonderful. So th- joining me this morning in the control room is Dennis Maka. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Pam. Sorry I waved you off. I kind of meant to reach for the button on the mixer, and I was waving at you, and I cut you off in the middle of your starting sentence. <laughs> oh, so goodness. that's my fault, folks. Oh, well. No worries. No worries. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. That was the wrong hand signal. Our, our audience is forgiving, right? Uh, Let's hope so. I don't know. Okay, we'll ask for forgiveness. Right. Call in to complain if you want to. <laughs> We can talk about it. Um, also joining us in the studio this morning is one of my dearest friends, Robbie Harvey. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, Pam. Yeah. Good morning, Dennis. Great to be here. Glad I'm so to glad. have you in the co-host chair. I know. I haven't had a co-host like since Megan and I were just doing co-hosts. I was her co-host. Um, but this morning, this is a very special guest that we have after the break. It's Immaculee Ilibigesa from Left to Tell fame, um, the book. Uh, she survived the genocide and this is a passion that, uh, or at least we both, Robbie and I have a real passion for her teachings and what she has to tell us. And so I invited Robbie to come on and, and get to visit with Immaculate this morning because I think, uh, Robbie's got some really amazing questions to ask her too. So thank you, my dear friend for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. And on that note, y'all stay tuned because she is going to be with us after the break. She's going to be speaking at an event in Waco. And speaking of Waco, do we have Deacon Robin Waters on the line? We do. Yay. Deacon Robin, are you Good there? Good morning, Pam. Good morning. I How am, are you? I'm doing great. Great. Doing great. So what's going on in your area? Well, I was going to mention you were talking about Immaculate is going to be up in my area. She's actually going to be in West at my parish, St. Mary's Church of the Assumption. Amazing. And she's what's going to, she's going to be here on October the seventh and the eighth. That's the uh, the evening of Friday, October the seventh, and the morning of Saturday, October eighth. Basically, wow. a uh, half a day each day. Okay. And we're just so excited and fired up here at uh, St. Mary's to have her come and. Uh, share her powerful message with our with our community and we're inviting folks from as as far as they want to come to uh, to come and see Immaculate and hear her speak uh, at our event here at at West at St. Mary's Church of the Assumption on the 7th and the 8th. So that would be awesome anybody that can hear this come to West and uh, right and, uh, and you can also um, just register for this at www.immaculee.com. That's I-M-M-A-C-U-L-E-E.com to register for the event. So that's a two-day event. That's really awesome. Absolutely. We are really excited. It's, we're going to have uh, uh, mass. We're going to have adoration. We're going to have confessions. And we're going to have Immaculee. So you combine yeah, all that crazy. and it just doesn't get much better. 
Yeah, I love in your flyer, she says, um, the witness of the life-saving power of faith and the rosary uh, huddled together um, with the seven women in that cramped room for 91 days. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to visiting with her after the break, but uh, I thank you for, for letting us know about her and hooking us up. It's awesome. Yeah. Now, we've had quite a few other things going on in the area. Actually, down in your area in Hearn at St. Mary's, they're having their fall festival this Sunday. I'm, I'm excited to let everybody know about that. They're going to have... I think it's the next Sunday, actually. Isn't it October 2nd? Yes, it is October 2nd. I know that because I heard your spot on the way in today. So it's actually next Sunday. I guess I, I, guess I was looking at my calendar wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's the 2nd. That's okay. right, October okay. 2nd. And uh, yeah, they're going to have great meal there, great family fun event, and uh, all the normal... Uh, Things that you have at a at a fall festival, your your bingo and your auction and raffles, and uh, they're just wanting everybody to come out and enjoy the time together and support the parish. Uh, also, in our area on October eighth, that's a Saturday, St. Phillips in China Spring is having their Oktoberfest. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. They're going to have a an authentic German meal. You don't see that too often. Oh, that's nice. awesome. So after you listen to Immaculate, you can head on over there for the afternoon, right? Absolutely. Oh, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to mention is, uh, this is a little bit farther out, but on the on Saturday, October 22nd, um, here in West at the KC Hall, our Catholic Daughters Court 829 is having a huge indoor garage sale at the KC Hall and all the proceeds are going to benefit the Sisters of Mary Morningstar in Waco. Oh, wow, that's great. There. And those ladies are awesome, and you know they're contemplative sisters, so they're praying for us all the time. Amazing. So we need to support them. Absolutely. That sounds like a great deal. And, and do you know anything about like donations to support that? Or it's probably coming down the road, so stay tuned, right? Yeah, stay tuned. I don't have uh, the information. I've got phone numbers and some and some names, but it's kind of uh, you know, it's hard to give people over the over the you know in a short message. But uh, the main thing they need, need to remember is Saturday, October twenty second. There's going to be a lot of stuff there. If anyone would act would would like to make a donation, maybe the easiest way might be just to give me a call at uh, 254-749-4937, and I would be g- glad to direct them to the to the ladies at the Catholic Daughters that are uh, that are running that event. Sounds awesome. Awesome. What else is going on, Ethan? Well, we've got Aquinas Fest this upcoming weekend here in St. Thomas Aquinas in College Station. So stay tuned for those festivities on Friday night, I believe it is, and Sunday. They have the big festival on Sunday. Uh, so that's another big festival coming up in the uh, in the area. So it's a great party time. Uh, weather is amazing, so it's a it's a great time to get out and see all your friends and uh, fellow family in Christ at these parish festivals. Awesome. That sounds really great. Yeah, and uh, Dennis, one, one other thing we might both want to mention is that uh, we have our benefit dinners coming up mm-hmm. November 17th, 17th down there uh, in the Brazos Valley at the Brazos Center and up here at Tours Hall on the 18th, so Thursday and Friday yep. of the 17th and 18th of November. Our theme is... Our theme is for the both benefit dinners is the big book 
on the coffee table. In other words, the Bible. If you listen to Father Rich Simon's show, Father Simon says every weekday at two o'clock here on Red Sea Catholic Radio, we uh, he, he has a Bible study essentially on air and he goes, let's go to the big book on the coffee table. And he's very endearing and we're going to have a, a very good coffee theme. We're going to have adult beverages and coffee, of course. Uh, but great meals at both locations. And as Deacon Robin said, November 17th, Thursday here in the Brazos Valley and November 18th here, if you're listening in the uh, central Texas area, November 18th, which is a Friday in Tours uh, at Tours Hall in West, uh, just outside of West. So um, the doors open at six for fellowship and drinks, and then seven o'clock is when the festivities and food starts. Um, always a really good time. We always have around 300 or more people at each benefit dinner. Um, people rave about the fun they have at these benefit dinners, and it doesn't have that pressure feel. We're all there to to minister and love one another. And gosh, it's just going to be a great time. So sign up today. To you can sign up today on our website, redcradio.org. That's red, the letter C, radio.org. And get your table or tickets. Uh, all the pricing and sponsorship levels are there. That sounds awesome. I look yeah. forward to it every year. I invited my good friend here, Robbie, to come with me this year. We'll see if I can talk right It's into a it. lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. So much so. Well, thank you, Deacon Robin, for joining us on the phone today, brother. Well, thank you for having me. I hope you all have a blessed day and have a great conversation with Immaculate. Yes, well. thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. God bless. Bye. Well, you know, then my next question is going to be is about Victory Sports. Well, gosh, we've gotten off to a launch on our season of uh, flag football and volleyball here in the Brazos Valley, and basketball registrations are now open for the, uh, I guess, winter season. Is that what okay. it's about to be, or is it fall slash winter is when that'll yes, come? Yes, that's basketball's right. a winter. Yeah, it is yeah. a winter so, sport, yeah. Um, we just hit the season of fall, didn't we? Uh, I think that just started, Officially right? yesterday? Yeah. So, yeah. uh, before you know it, uh, basketball season is here. And so, man, it's going well. The people that are participating are raving about how incredible it is to get some great instruction in the sports, uh, with fellow believers right, and great instruction in the faith at the same time. So it's, yeah. it's amazing, um, the fun that the kids are having and literally they're coming home and telling their parents, that was amazing. You know how they write that in all caps with yeah. a period afterwards? That's how they're telling their parents. And the, the parents are very happy that are involved. So get signed up for basketball, folks, because we want you to be involved. And you can go to that at victoryyouthsports.org. And what's the age range that they're signing up there? Grades yes. one through six, which one I through six. think is 11 through, oh gosh, that's 11 not. 11 on down? Six. Six through six 11? Or 11? No, six years six. old is first yeah. grade typically. So six through 11, I think is the ages okay. uh, that we're looking at typically. But we're looking at if you're in the eight grades of one through six, you qualify. Right. So yeah. that means volleyball is kind of winding down. No, we're just in the very beginning of the season. So oh. the practices and scrimmages are going very well. The official season uh, launches off, I think, in about a week where really? they're going to okay. do games against uh, various parish teams. So That's so exciting. The diocese okay. is very excited. So really spread the word. If you're involved in other sports leagues here in town, uh, we would encourage you to give us a look and uh, check us out at victoryyouthsports.org. 
and see if we would be a good alternative to what you're involved in now and going forward. So before you hit click right. on the regular season that you're involved in, this is a, this is a great alternative for you. And it's going to grow uh, from here. It, it only goes bigger and better. And it's well, just, it's amazing. Yeah. The big plug I want to put on this is that I, as a mother of five, I've really seen how sports can be such a microcosm and of the spiritual life. And so to actually have coaches that are integrating in growth and virtue using the means as coaching and mm-hmm. sports is just absolutely brilliant. I uh, wish it had been around when my kids were smaller. Same, same. same. This, is, yes. <laughs> this is so, I mean, I think we can't say that enough that this is really virtue training through sports. You yeah. know, that's the, the crux of it. And and you don't have to be Catholic to be a part of our, our groups, you know, but come well, on. And I would encourage those that are listening in East Texas and in uh, Central Texas to pay attention because God is calling us to expand this and we need people on the ground, ready to go. Uh, so sign up for volunteers and for more information at victoryyouthsports.org. It doesn't matter if you're uh, of the age where a kid is participating or not. You can you can get involved in refereeing and being a parish captain. Um, you know, everybody wants your parish to beat the other parish. So this is a great <laughs> opportunity to have a little bit of inter-parish rivalry and uh, growth uh, and families getting together all at the same time. Now, their biggest presence is a Facebook page. Is that right? Victory Sports? Uh we're all over. We're all uh, over. Face, okay. You mean it's social media? It's, well, yeah. So like, so Typically, to yeah. see like where things are and you know, how really, to get I would, more information. I would go then. through our website okay. right now. It's going to give you the most information, victoryyouthsports.org. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so if you just want to go out and be a spectator, you can do that too. Uh-huh. All the information is mm-hmm. there and their phone numbers for contact are there as well. Yeah. Okay. We're winding down, but I would be so remiss if I didn't mention the saint of the day. Go for it. Saint Matthew, one of the apostles. I just really love what the chosen um, did, like artistic license to give so much more character to um, Saint Matthew. It was so great. So if you're not familiar with the chosen series, it is um, really good. It's been amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. They really took artistic license to give their more depth and character to the apostles and what I love about Matthew is that he is brilliant and he is portrayed somewhat like on the spectrum. Would you say that, Robbie? Well, is. I just um, remember my mother made me quit watching Little House on the Prairie as a little girl because I cried every episode. And I feel the same way about <laughs> The Chosen, but it's a good yeah. cry. It, it just isn't it, it feels so passionate and it just pierces yeah. your heart every time you watch. Right, because it's the goodness of God. That, mm-hmm. I mean, it's moved me to tears of his Absolutely. mercy and forgiveness. It's been so amazing. Well, I'm very excited that we are going to be talking with Immaculate Ilbegesa right after this break. She's the author of Left to Tell, and we'll be asking her more about her experience and all she's been up to in these past couple of years. So please stay tuned, and we will be with you right after the break. All this I can. Welcome back to this edition of Red Sea Roundup. I am your host today, Pam Marvin, and joining me in the studio are Dennis and Robbie Harvey today, but on the phone is our special guest, Immaculate Ilbegesa. Did I say that correctly? Yes, yes. Well, welcome. I am trying to hear you. Yeah, you, you sound a little bit far. Okay, well, Dennis will be working on that. 
Can you hear Robbie? Good morning. Uh, Hello, good morning. Can you hear us better now? Uh, A little, a little. Okay. Okay, we'll do our best. So thank you for joining us. I hear you're going to be coming to Texas next month. Yes, I will be happy to, to come. So good. So I want to start um, our conversation today, Immaculate, just about, um, I guess, your book. How long ago did you write Left to Tell? And what year was it that you went through oh, that experience? Sure, yes. Oh, I went through the experience of the genocide against people of my tribe, Tutsi. In 1994, but I wrote the book Left to Tell in 2006. Mm. I'm in 2005, actually. So it came out, uh, it was March 1st, 2006. Wow. Yes, I read it as soon as it came out. and I did too. Yeah, (laughs) very much has really stayed with me. That was one of the first times I came face to face with supernatural forgiveness. So I really thank you for that. I really thank you for the way that you've you stirred my person my heart personally through that witness. Oh, thank you, thank you. And you went on to write other books as well, yes? I did, yeah. I wrote like mine maybe nine, nine books more later. Oh, and the the last one is coming out January thirty, ah. two thousand twenty three, yeah. And what's the name of this book? Do you have a name for it? So the next one is called uh The Seven Sorrows Rosary. A blessing in disguise. Oh, mm, beautiful. That's so great. It's, I'm reading a book you might like right now. It's called Journey to Joy, The Seven Sorrows of Mary. So good. Yeah, yeah no, it is called A Blessing in Disguise. Oh, no, I was talking Amazon. about, okay, yeah, okay, Blessing in Disguise, for sure. Disguise, yeah. And, and it has a rosary on the cover. Beautiful. I mean, that that was um, part of your story in the room, was it not? Just the rosary and how important that became to you? Yes, the, the rosary was really a very big help for my, my life. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that. Mm. It allowed me to think, it allowed me to, to, to pray, to meditate, to make sense of what I was going through. So in, in a very big being able to think about Jesus and his cross and his mother, what they went through when they were here on earth, it was almost like opening my heart to realize that I am not the first one who go through this. Mm. And in some ways, when in our pain, we are able to kind of relate to other people who have gone through it, somehow there's just a help, you know, like a release. You realize like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. And then you learn how the other person have gone through it. However, I believe there was a supernatural side of it, which was that comes from prayer. Yes. So I really think I received a big help from, from God. Right. It sounds like you bonded very well with the Blessed Mother and her sorrows because you went through yeah. a, a terrific and unbelievable loss. And, and that's yeah. that's hard to come back. Now, I have a just a, a, a interesting question on forgiveness because I feel like you're like the biggest expert I've gotten to interview on forgiveness. Now, here in the United States, when we have different types of trauma, um, forgiveness is something that you have to wake up and do every single day. Do, do you feel over these last, you know, what is it, almost 30 years that you still have to wake up and forgive? Or were you able to get to a point where it was completely, you completely let it go? Mm. You know, I didn't hear you well. Somehow it's not sounding well for some reasons. Yeah, I can't hear so well. 
We'll just repeat the question, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, we've got it turned up as loud as we can. It might be on your phone uh, line as well. So go ahead and repeat yeah. the question for it. Oh, yeah. I was just asking about uh, forgiveness over time. If if you were able to, it's, I know forgiveness oftentimes isn't one and done, that you have to continually forgive over the years. Have you found that to be the case for you? Can I tell you, so for some reasons, I'm so sorry. It's coming here. Like really, uh, not, okay. I can't he- make up. Yeah. Immaculate, can you hear me okay? Uh, a little a little bit okay what we're going to do is i'm going to uh hang up the phone and i'm going to try to call you again and reestablish a line i'm going to let pam talk to her talk to our audience about uh how your book has impacted her and i'll try to call you back in just a second hold on okay 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 so we're having a little technical difficulties but no worries we'll get her back in in just a little bit um yeah, I read her book, Robbie, and you did too. I so. did too. I did not realize she had nine books. I feel like I, I need either. to start searching that and read. I think I, I know I've read another one and I can't remember the title. Our Lady of Kibo, probably. That's the one that came out right afterwards. Our Lady okay. of Kibo, I believe it is. Okay. And then, um, but I did not realize she had published nine books. So I'm excited to read this latest book and Mm -hmm. as well as catch up. And as you were asking her, I think, you know, what she says in all of her words about forgiveness, we all have room to work in that area. Well, Immaculate, can yeah. you hear us much better now? You said you could. Yes, very much better. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Good. It, it's amazing that all you don't have to do is just start it over sometimes. Right. And so just yeah. reboot and, and here we are again. So Pam, go ahead and ask that last question again, because I would love to hear her story, because I don't know if all of our listeners, because okay. we're kind of talking about her story, but I'd love to hear some more of her story as well, if, if we have time for that today. Well, sure, sure. Immaculate. I mean, I know you've told it so many times, but could you just give our listeners who are maybe unfamiliar with your story kind of yeah. uh, your story? Sure, sure. I would definitely be able to talk. Thank you so much also for, for calling back because I was like, oh, I can only hear a quarter, but now I hear everything. So oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It's much so easier my, to have a conversation when you can hear both sides. <laughs> definitely, yes, yes. And not trying to pretend like, okay, maybe I can make up what this meant. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yes, I come from Rwanda, this tiny country in east of Africa. So I went through the genocide against people of my tribe in 1994. Uh, I was a student in college, and I happened to be home for Easter holiday. So one time, I will never forget, I was um, in bed in the morning, and my brother came to my room and and gave me the news that the president of the country was killed that night. So from that moment, our life was never the same. But it was something that they had prepared. We knew it was coming. We just didn't know how, when is it going to be. Because they used to insult us on a, a one private radio, saying that our tribe is not human beings. and this, It was terrible. So one morning, they have literally just started their plans, they started to kill family by family. So I met my parents outside where my parents were teachers and uh, we heard on radio, they were starting to have blocked the borders of the country. They shut down every activity in the country. 
No one was going outside. Everything was just like blocked. So by the second day, we were just listening to the radio. People started to come home, asking my parents what to do. Again, my parents in a very poor village, they were teachers. So people really respected them. And, and they would also lived like people who were just like caring for everyone. If there was a kid who is not going to school, my father remember, he, he made it his business. He would go to the family, find out, find out why. If it's money, we have to find it. If it is somebody sick, we have to find a doctor. If, again, it's not money you have, we have to, to find a way to send it to a doctor. So there were people who really lived for everyone. But on the second day, that's when we separated. My father, we come from a Catholic family, and I am a Catholic also. But I remember he gave me a rosary, and he asked me to go to hide to a neighbor who was a Protestant pastor and who was also uh, a friend of the family. So I went to this man who put me in the bathroom of my four feet. The only thing I had was the rosary in my hand. And I thought I was going to come out maybe two, three days. We were, we were seven women in the beginning, and later we were eight women. But I stayed in that bathroom three months with the other seven women. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah, and during and during those three months when we came out, I found out my whole family was killed. During those three months, a lot of things changed. My heart really changed. I was angry, and I moved from anger to understand forgiveness. I was fearful, and I moved from fearful to truly trusting God. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, with some level of fear, but it was a lot was changing. I remember the rosary my father gave me. Is now that when I think about it, it is all I needed. Mm. I mean, this bathroom was three by four feet, and we were sitting on top of each other for three months. There was nowhere to go. They were looking for us for three months. So there was nowhere that was safe. However, only thing I could have that was useful was that rosary. Mm. I pressed on the rosary, truly, and reading the Bible the man gave me, I mean, just like trying to understand life. Mm. Why are we here? Why, why are we even created? Where do we go after we die? What are we supposed to do here? Mm. And I felt everything God was pointing me back to the Bible. Yeah, I was pointing me back to the Bible. I gave you commandments. You're supposed to live like that. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot that changed my heart, and that truly was a blessing to go through this, this terrible thing. Not that I, I like what I went through, but the lessons I learned, Right. Where and yeah, immeasurable. I mean, um, and yeah, so so necessary and so important. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you know you you alluded to the fact that it was a progression um, as far as getting to forgiveness. So so can you walk us through that a little bit because forgiveness, I think you know, I've heard is is probably everyone has someone to forgive. So uh, if we could talk a little more about that. Yeah, so, and one of the things that changed, yes, that is that was the anger I was going through. So I remember the first week when I went to that bathroom. Oh, I was in that bathroom. I went through these emotions that were so anger to a point where I was even paralyzed that I couldn't pray. Mm-hmm. I would say, our Father who art in heaven, oh, I can't believe this. I was anxious. I'm going to revenge. I was just so angry. And then I experienced a second level, which was, the second level was, 
we went through more pain that definitely I realized I needed God. So one time they came to search for us, three to 400 men, people from my village, people I can call friends, that they came and made a circle around the house or four bedroom. And I thought my life was over. And I remember begging God, if you exist, don't let the killers just find the door of the bathroom. I can die anytime, but at least let me die when I believe that you are there. Not like this. Mm. And I remember asking God, if you can hear me, don't let the killers find the door of the bathroom. Even if I had believed it before. And that day, they didn't find the door. I mean, they, they literally touched it. And before mm. they opened, he said, you know what? We trust you. We, I mm. trust you. Wow. That definitely was uh, God right there in the middle of it, protecting you, no doubt. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, for, and then after what happened was, they, when they didn't find us right to the door, I knew that God was there. It was that moment I truly started now to truly believe in God and talking to him. And that's how I started to pray. So praying, believing that God was there for sure, that word made me even think about forgiveness. I remember any time I will go through our Lord's prayer, I will go through, like, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then I would just say, I am lying to God. Mm. I know for sure that God is there. God can hear me. There's no way that I can keep lying to the one I need most and the one who can hear me from inside. So I remember a moment when I begged God, please, God, help me to forgive. I don't know how. I even changed that prayer, our Lord's prayer, because I didn't want to, because I didn't want to, to, to keep lying to God. Right. So after time, I remember one time I was going through it, and I felt like my little guardian angel, something was telling me, like, hey, I hope you know our Lord's prayer is not man-made. It's Jesus himself who gave those words. If I were you, I would not try to change his prayer. Mm. <laughs> so I know I was disappointed. I'm like, oh, how am I going to get rid of this now? So I literally begged God, help me to forgive. I don't know how. I need you. I don't want to forgive. But I realized that if you say so, it has to be so, because you are God. I am not God. Mm. So with all this, you know, gymnastic of my mind and my heart, and just like a thinking, how do I be faithful to God? But because I need him so much. I mean, these people were hunting for us every single day. It was not over. It, they searched that house eight times. So all this time was like, I'm dying and then I come back alive because I never knew they would not find us. So I really realized from that painful time, I needed God so much. Mm. So when I, I realized I needed God, that was so necessary. Because when we think, like, I don't need anybody, I think it's easy to be whatever you want and to act whatever you want. So true. But knowing that believing in God and how much I need Him, I wanted to be honest to Him. I, need, I needed Him on my side. And how can I say He's on my side if I'm not even being true to Him? So when I realized how much I needed and His prayers are saying, forgive, I went on my knees and I begged Him, help me to forgive. I don't know how. I need you. You are God, I'm not. So if you say so, it has to be so. But how? Mm. How to forgive someone who is killing your mother? Someone who is trying to kill your father and trying to kill you? Sometimes we think we can forgive somebody because they apologized. 
No, they don't need to apologize. Forgiveness is between you and God yes. and your own heart. Yeah, to let go that poison, to let go that heaviness and in, in your shoulders. So sometimes, and which I thought too, sometimes we think if I forgive, I give them a gift. It's again not about them. It's really about God and you, yes. about your own heart, the freedom you, you wish to to, to, to So I, when I ask God, please help me, let me forgive, but I don't know how and I don't want to lie to you. I remember the time came. I will never forget. I was meditating on a fifth sorrowful mystery when our Lord is dying on the cross. And when he said the words, forgive them, Father. They don't know what they do. When I heard those words, it wasn't the first part. Forgive them. It was the second. They don't know what they do. Yes. So when I got that, I'm like, you're right. How can somebody know what they're doing if they're killing a child? And how come they don't get it? They are blinded. But blinded by what? It was as if I have so many people around me. We are like debating on all this. They're blinded by what? They're blinded by, by hatred. Mm. But what, what, how does hatred blind people? And that what happened to all of us, I realized. When we are not loving, when we are not kind, when we are, even fear blinds us. Sometimes we don't act well, and including anger. So let go the anger, and let's talk about what's going on. You need help. I realize that sometimes we even think about the people have, who hurt us, who hate us, more than people who love us. How fair that is. No. It was a lot of thinking, and it was a lot of realizing also that actually this is, this is the way to, to live, to be. But I understood. It wasn't that I made them innocent because I can't even make them innocent. And what I hated was what they did. It wasn't them. And yet somehow my heart, my confusion was them. Mm. I couldn't really think about my future. What am I going to do for my future? Because I was so focused and, you know, like obsessed with the anger I had towards them. So when I realized all that, I literally remember feeling as if the world was, like all of us, we belong to one of the, the other part. The, the world is divided in two parts, the way we live, not physically. There is a part of love and a part of hate. And a part of love, there are people like, good people like Mother Teresa, the saints, the people here in history of peace, like Mandela, Gandhi. And then on the side of love, hate, there are people like Hitler, mm. those who are causing the genocide and, and hurting each other, destroying families. And I feel like Jesus was asking me, where do you want to be? Where do you stand? Do you stand on the side of hate or the love? Because on the side of love, people have been hurt. I mean, look at a man like Mandela who, who got to prison 27 years. Mm. And then after 27 years comes out and say, let's talk about reconciliation. How does that, you know? So, right. all, I mean, that action, that action is noble, is good. And we can admire it because we know it is a good action. And when I saw that, I'm like, wow, this is the people I admire. Mother Teresa, she went to take care of the children or people are chasing her away. She would beg, like, let me just love them. Mm. Let me love the sick, even when you're insulting me. So I'm like, wow, who makes... Because they know what hatred is. They know that what have hurt them is not what they like. They love the people, but they hate the sin. 
so when I saw that, it truly freed me. And to this day, sometimes I, I get wounded, of course, over and over, because I'm a person and I live on earth. We all get hurt somehow. It can be a word, you know. It can be an action. Even a look can, can hurt you. But anytime that happens, through prayer, I have to kind of, again, like, think about it and say, it's not about the person. It's about what happened. And if you can help the person to correct them, good, because they can be corrected. If I was able to change, then anybody else can change too. So forgiveness came in a very powerful way. It really taught me a lot, but I really can, I encourage people pray. Pray because through prayer, there is a light that comes that we don't have usually with our own thinking and our own reasoning. The smartest people right now can literally overthrow the whole world, can put, you know, a little button and the whole world will be crushed. And yet they're the smartest people. But right. those who love, they will suffer and give their life for others instead of killing them or hurting them. Right. And I, like what our Lord did, yeah. I, I just love the way you made the distinction between those who love and those who hate. Because in today's times, we try to, um, in the culture, I guess, it, the, the lines are all muddied. But, oh, yeah, but what if this and that? But, you know, the Lord did make it really simple for us. And, and then you just articulated it so well to say, you know, you're either on the side of love or you're on the side of hate. But then again, there's several that don't realize, like you said, forgive them for they know not what they do. They as, don't know, yeah. Right, like like um, our brothers and sisters that are, are pro-choice and pro-abortion, I deeply in my heart don't realize, I don't think they do realize it about the taking of a life, honestly. Not at all. The sin is blinding, is blinding. Selfishness, is blinding, but any kind of sin is really blinding. You don't realize it. And that also we have met people who have had abortion who are completely repenting and actually who are now in a movement of saving life yes. because in the end they get it. And one time I remember when I was praying for the killers, I'm like, okay, fine, they're evil before I start to pray for them. They're evil. Okay, fine, I can forgive them, but they're evil. But another part of me was like, wait. If you can change, I was already thinking of them as evil before, as just they deserve to be, you know, to be thrown in hell. But now I'm thinking about forgiveness, but I still think they're just like evil. And then I realized that, no, they are not evil. If me, I can change my mind, why not another person? Mm -hmm. And really when I forgave them, it wasn't like, look at how small they are. It was more like, dear God, if they can't pray, if they can't change, they will end up falling in hell. And that's really bad. So I wanted to pray for them, for them to change, because I realized that me too, I go, I'm Catholic, I go to confession every two weeks. And whenever I go to confession, without fail, I find something to confess. And many times I'm, I'm crying because I'm like, God, I wish I acted differently. Why did I not say this? Why did I not care for that person more? Why did I do that or, or did not not do that? And when I realized that every two weeks, whenever I go through my you know, conscience, I realized the things I could have done better. That's when I'm able to say, you know what? Any other person also have a chance to be great. So instead of cursing them and writing them off, let me pray for them to also see the light as I am able to see it. And that really helped a lot. Because again, I can end up self-righteous saying like, look at that person, how bad they are, but I'm good, you know? 
So I truly understood what our Lord have said. Pray for your enemies. One time, Our Lady appeared in Rwanda. Not one time, many times. But one time, she said, when you pray for your enemies, it's like you rub them the power to do evil. Oh, I got to repeat that. When you pray for your enemies, you rob them of their power. Exactly. That's so beautiful. Wow. How powerful that is. Yeah. Then Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, she's so right, you know, because you don't want a rapist to continue to rape. You don't want somebody who is trying to harm you to to just find a way to harm you. But when you pray, they get confused about the evil Mm because the angels of God and the power of God is able to work. Somebody, you know, one friend of mine, we pray together. We're praying on, on, you know, actually we do have a prayer group together. She told me how her husband was leaving the family one time and how was adamant that he's, he's leaving and he doesn't want to be married and this and that. She was so brokenhearted. And a good priest, a good priest told her, do deliverance prayer for him. Love him the best you can. If he doesn't want you around him, okay. But just go to church and pray for him. The reverence prayer every day. Pray the rosary every day for him. If he says he wants to go, he's like, okay, fine. However you want. You have said enough, and now you just need to pray for him. Like a month, two months later, he had packed all his stuff. He started to unpack. Mm-hmm. And he never said a reason why he's changing his mind. But for some reasons, he did. And we know the reasons. So I really will encourage everybody, just remember the power of prayer. Because people are not evil. They do evil. And it is evil who is at fault, yeah. Well, And of course, when we embrace him, we say yes to him, we do. But if the evil one lives, a person can become better. They are not inherently bad. People can change. I'm glad you said that, yeah. I I oftentimes want to pray for these people. I mean, to to look them with eyes of mercy. But, you know, everybody has someone they need to forgive. I mean, I think about family of origin and things like that, where so many of us, um, you know, our sins spring from, you know, lies we've bought and things like that. And so this is really such a great, I mean, this is in a dramatic way, but I I want to pull it down to just like a really practical way for our listeners to say, Mm -hmm. you know, look on them with the eyes of mercy. They know not what they do. They 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 may have um, really committed just horrible things against you as a child or even um, a young adult, but that they know not what they do to find that mercy and forgiveness by praying for them. Yes, and by praying for them, you are literally acting. Something is happening because we believe the power of prayer. People fast when they want something good. People pray. They go to mass. I mean, when I'm I'm working on a book, I start fasting. I go to mass every day, which I try to do every day in my life anyway. But I double. I double when I really I I want strength from God. And and then I realize that there's always an answer. Because I have prayed more, I said more rosaries. So if we can do that towards people who hate us, soon they will be able to apologize. Even if they don't, you have your own peace. But mm-hmm. for sure, prayer is always working for something good. Yeah, if what I'm really something. hearing, Immaculate, was so beautiful. Your example is just when you say that you, you increase your numbers of masses, confessions, and rosaries, and prayer mm-hmm. is is really that dying to your personal self-wants and desires to surrender everything to the Lord. I mean, that's what it sounds like you're doing in your fasting and, 
and, and with your physical activity, which we need to, to learn that more as a as a, as Catholics too, that, that there's so much more than just prayer. And I'm also hearing mm-hmm. that, I mean, you survived a most horrific battle that not many of us will never experience, but mm-hmm. even you are a survivor for sure. And you have mm-hmm. these tools of your rosary, your masses, your prayer that were fruits of being a survivor in such a battle, but now you live in a world of freedom. But I'm assuming that you still make connections back to those days in the genocide where you have to pull on that strength and remember that you are a fighter, that you are a survivor, because I'm sure there are battles that you're still fighting here in in the midst of freedom. Can you explain those connections? Oh, yes, for sure. You know, I really, yes, I do live here, but the, the true freedom is really the freedom you feel in your heart. You know, yes, I was living in a genocide. It was a terrible time of genocide and war. But there was a moment of, you know, like especially after the war is over, it's a beautiful country, Rwanda. You can be there and, and really love it and make good friends. It's beautiful. But living here, I look at more about my life, not where I am, because I'm traveling a lot. Last week I was in Bosnia and Herzegovina, you know, and, um, but it's really what I love is that, that within inside, because you can go through so much pain, no matter which country where you are, or no matter how much you have, which sometimes we look at people who have more wealth and we think, oh, they have to be happy. And I'm sure they are happy in many ways. Of course, they have enough to buy what they wish and what they want. But truly, every single person has something they want Absolutely. to be better. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe in a relationship with somebody. It's not about voting to, to that. And every, another thing, every single person, I truly believe, has a battle they are fighting, something they wish can be better. Mm-hmm. And that is, I say this second thing, Our Lady, the, the Blessed Mother, when she appeared in the Kibeho, she also says somebody, she said every single person has some suffering they have gone through, or they're going through, or they will go through. So nobody has is perfect in this world. Absolutely. So with that, as you, you say, I do go through different battles. Maybe it's losing a friend, you know, or a friend who is sick, and, or a friendship that is not going well, misunderstanding. I definitely go through crosses. Sometimes I feel like, wait, you know, that was really bad, but this is really bad too. <laughs> so, somebody, one time she told me, she said, you know, every pain, every new pain pulls a new muscle. Oh, I mean, so yeah, meaning that, oh, yeah, you know, what hurt me there is not maybe what hurt me now. Or, you know, but is no matter what, the tears comes are the same and it hurts. Maybe it's not desperation, but still is. It's painful. So whenever I go through that, you say it beautifully, I always go back to that moment that was almost unsurmountable. <laughs> That mountain I didn't think was even possible. When I told forgiveness was not possible, then I said, wait, somebody took away my mom, my dad, my two brothers, my grandpa, my grandma, my neighbors. I forgive them. Let me remember how it went again. And then I would kind of go through that a little bit. I'm like, okay, this is nothing. I can do this too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And with that, the good thing about that is that I remember the tools. I said, Gosh, how can you kill an innocent person and truly think like you are on top of the world, you know what you are doing? And the same thing now, 
how can this be and be something that I can say this person knows? Some of my worst pain is sometimes misunderstanding. You know, you hear a friend that misunderstands you and you know, a relationship that goes bad, it hurts. And you love that person. You love these people. But when it hurts, you're like, wait, that evil one that went into these people, made them do what they did. Why not today too? It will continue to do the same. So let me just take this and pray for the person who is, you know, going through that. And me too, I'm a person. Sometimes I do things that hurt people. Not that I won't ever, ever want to do anything on purpose to hurt somebody. But when I'm the one who said a word, maybe carelessly, that hurts another person, I really have to remember to apologize too. But also to ask for forgiveness. And if someone is struggling with that forgiveness, I need to be able to say, you know what? I had my time to struggle too. So let me forgive them for not forgiving me maybe quickly and just pray for them. Yes, absolutely. That just yeah. really yeah, so, learning to forgive over and over again, right? In every situation, oh in the little things, the big things. The little right. things, sometimes they are the small things that do the most damage. They are. You know? They are. The yeah. ones that you and, and we, we think we can put under the rug or put our head in the sand about and it's easier just to ignore yeah. it. Those are the ones that we, the times that sometimes forgiveness is the hardest and we need to address in order to yeah. heal. I really pray. Yes, I do. I love my prayer. I still do my prayer, my rosary daily. And what I love whenever I pray the rosary and meditating on the life of Jesus and Mary I am reminded of little things I need to forgive mm. so that I can smile to that friend, to my husband, my, you know, without having to hold on to that thing they did that hurt my feelings. Then through prayer, I'm able to forgive. Then I can smile again because sometimes we hurt people by withholding our joy. Mm. We're not smiling to them. And then we, we cause them pain. And that is lack of love. Mm. Withholding our joy. That's such a great way to put it, too, because I'm guilty. I've done that. We do. We yeah. do without even knowing. Yeah. You know, so having a cold shoulder to somebody, mm-hmm. all that is, is not good. Well, also um, in the flyer for the retreat that you'll be giving in Waco, it, you were going to also talk about hope. And, and, you know, I really want to talk about hope in times of suffering. You know, I, I feel like you would have some wise words to say about that. You know, I think it's so hard for me, for people to have hope if you don't believe in God. Mm. But if you believe in God, because people without God, they have hope in their strength. They they have hope in their intelligence, and it can be so disappointing. But people with God, who have faith in God, I really encourage people to have faith in God and know that God is in control. In the end, we are going to pass through this world. Dying is not the worst thing. Because yeah. I have heard many near-death experiences. Nobody wants to come back when they get there. And, and some of them, sometimes I, know, um, I don't trust them fully what it is, but I have seen really some of them like, wow. But nobody who have gone to the other side have met our Lord. Or even the visionaries, we know who, go and, you know, who speak to Mary or Jesus, nobody wants to come back. So with that, we should really love heaven mm. in that way. But about hoping in where we live, how we live every day, we really have to put it in the hands of God and then do our part and our best every day. And with that, we know nothing is impossible for those who believe in God. And we know everything works together for the best. 
for those who love God. So if we can only love God, I will never in my life have ever thought I can go through what I went through and and be able today to speak to you and find anything good out of that experience. Yeah, I'm still I'm just kind of speechless just thinking about thinking about that. But we're all looking forward to your visit to Texas. And can you tell us a little more about um, about the retreat? Just kind of like teasers to to say what to expect for the retreat that you'll be giving. We've got about uh, four minutes left. That's nice. Yes. So people can get tickets to come to the retreat on my website, Immaculate.com. My first name, it'll be like Immaculate, my French version, Immaculate. That come and then what are we to expect in that retreat? Okay, one other thing I would say, I have given at the end of the retreat I give cards where people tell me what they felt, what they want to correct, what they wish they wish me to do better. What I love beyond words is that without fail, I would say ninety nine point ninety nine have said, I'm going home to love my husband like never before, or to love my my wife like never before. I'm going to forgive this person. I am going to love my life, cherish this time. I am going to pray more. You know, I am at peace. And now I know what to do with my situation I'm going through. However that happened, I really don't, I don't know. Because I never know fully what is going to touch somebody. Mm-hmm. However, I strive to really just remind people about the hope. The, the, and then the power we have in the prayer. And then give them really life example of my life, what I went through. And I will share my story, how I came to forgive. I will share about the love of Mary, the prediction she gave us in Rwanda to, to be able to avoid the genocide. And we didn't listen. And all she was asking us was, take our faith seriously. Pray from the heart. Talk to God. And many times people were busy hating each other. And when, of course, the genocide happened, but she said, even for the few who have listened to me, who have come back to God, this country will not be go down forever. It will rise again. So I love to remind people, remember the, when Abraham was bargaining with God about Sodom and Gomorrah, and he was asking, oh my Lord, if I only find 20 people, mm. would you destroy the whole city? He's like, our Lord was like, okay, fine, I won't. What about 15? What about 10? And imagine God was even willing to save the whole city with five people. So which have taught me, as long as I'm praying, I shouldn't be complaining like the whole world is bad. Everyone have gone crazy. My prayer and yours with two, three more who are really praying from the heart, we, we can change the world. We can change the, the bad things can before our country. So where, what I love from that is that people come to my retreat and they go home making a new decision. And, re- and feeling at peace, that's what I love. Amen. And uh, Yes, feeling at peace and need decisions to pray, to love their family, and to use their strength. One lady, I talk about uh, in a pro-life, one lady, young lady, she wrote to me a letter at the end of the retreat. She said, I know you didn't speak about this, but however, I want to tell you this. When I came here, I was pregnant. My mom doesn't know that I'm pregnant. I was, I was, I was set to have abortion next week. And my mom doesn't know, but out of this retreat, I know I'll be fine. I'm not going to have mm. abortion. Amen. And I know with my Lord, I know what to do. I know he has planned my child. My child will be a blessing. I just, oh, I couldn't remember who that person was because I was reading the letter, but I, I'm so glad. 
that things like that happen, where somebody have the hope that I'll, I'll be fine. Mm. Whatever difficulties I will go through, I'll be fine. With God, it's all good. Thanks be to God. Immaculate, I, I really hope that our listeners can find hope at your retreat. I want to restate mm. They can go to your website, immaculee.com, I-M-A-C-U-L-E-E, click on the Speakings tab, and then you find the date for Saturday Saturday and Sunday, uh, October, um, I think it might be a Friday, Saturday, October uh, 7th and 8th, and um, it's in West Texas, $57 for one person, $67 for a person and one guest. So that's very reasonable for a, a two-day retreat, and we want to encourage our mm-hmm. listeners to go to immaculee.com mm-hmm. or go to our, our website and call us, and we'll get you more information. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I thank you so much for joining us today. I will be praying for your ministry to just continue to thrive. And I'd love to have you back on when your book comes out in January. Would you like that? Sure. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. I would like that too. You are a beautiful example of just Christian joy. You can hear it in your voice. It radiates through the phone and it's been a pleasure to be with you. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today on Red Sea Roundup. And until next time, go and love your neighbor. Rumors and talking.